The Tag Team Podcast is now on Alexa via the Inipod app. To use just say, Alexa, open Inipod. Inipod. At your service. Ask me to play a podcast. Play the Tag Team Podcast. Now playing the Tag Team Podcast. You're listening to the Tag Team Podcast, the podcast that is a WWE Network companion, currently covering 1985 WWF Tuesday Night Titans. And now here are your Tag Team Podcast hosts, Jeff Jones and John Burke. I'm John Burke. I'm Jeff Jones. What's up, man? Hey, man. Going. Getting my ass kicked at the gym, but other than that, nothing else to report. Pumping some iron, hanging and banging, as Hulk says too many times. My comfort. Hanging and banging. I've never heard it called hanging and banging until Hulk Hogan said it. Yeah, I think it's some kind of carny inside talk for some other stuff. Yeah, I never understood that. Then I saw Mr. T hanging. <laughs> I was like, ah, that's what that is. Yeah, Mr. T is in this episode. Calm down. He's always too excited. <laughs> yeah, this is true. He's always full blast, as they say. But we can hire him if Bosley comes back. <laughs> yeah, I get rid of Bosley. Never find him. Yeah, still MIA. I think he might be showing up. We shall see. Mystery remains. Yep. Yeah, Jim's going good. He's kicking my ass like he's supposed to, so I guess he's doing his job. It's what they're for, I think, to make your bones and muscles hurt in ways you didn't know possible. Make it hurt to do common everyday tasks. Yep. I'm going to have a call out of work one day. Do leg day. Terrible. Couldn't even walk. Literally. And I couldn't sleep. Because when I finally get comfortable and sleepy, I get a calf cramp, so I had to wake up. It's just terrible all day, all the way around. Colonel Charlie Horses. Yes. I was ready to put that horse to the pasture, that's for sure. I hate Charlie Horses. Yep. I did everything. I looked up online. They said, oh, you just need to stretch. Well, I've been stretching since I got back from working out. Still ain't helped. And then they said, oh, you just need to eat potassium and you need to eat this. I had that shit wasn't helping either. Nope. And they said, well, you need to get a teaspoon of mustard. It's <laughs> like, all right, I'm listening. And you need to eat it. It's like, oh, okay. No, that didn't help either. Probably just need motivation. No, nah, I don't work off motivation. <laughs> Terrible. But yeah, after. That sugar. Do what? I thought sugar was supposed to help uh, the pain go down. I don't I, never, I didn't hear that anywhere. Maybe I'm thinking about medicine. I don't know. Spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. I didn't hear anything about sugar. It was just more protein, stretch. That's why the muscle cramps because it's tightening back up. It's when it's usually loose. That's where the blood's getting into it. Quote, quote. It's not WebMD, by the way, because I had cancer. That's what it said. So. I was like, okay. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> guess i'll go to the third page of google and hope somebody legitimate's still there and that was the key well lucky for us there's no running or walking involved in the podcast so it presses on yeah i felt bad watching mr t hang there <laughs> like i should be doing something but i didn't i just watched him <laughs> that's the main thing getting my ass kicked three days a week yeah don't envy that but i guess it'll pay off in the long run <laughs> So I get shot or something, then it's pointless. I look good in the coffin. That'd be good. <laughs> I guess that's it. That's all I got to look forward to, I guess. Oh, well. Ready to do some recapping from last episode? I am ready to recap. Previously on the Tag Team Podcast. Tuesday and Friday Night Titans. It was March 1st, 1985. Episode 24. First, we started off with a famous incident with Rita, the first lady referee. He was an X-Men man of doing some... Stuff. Yep. 
And you'll have to listen to the podcast to find out what all explicit things happened. Exactly. So once we got TNT up and running, we were joined by Freddie Blassie, the Iron Sheik, Nikolai Volkov, and we went on a magic carpet ride. And next up, we went to a match that showed the tag team action of Nikolai Volkov and the Iron Sheik versus our favorite special delivery Jones and good old Rick McGraw. We also see Hillbilly Jim in the background with the mark that as the Where's Waldo, Where's Hillbilly Jim? Both come up with a little board. Yep. Hillbilly Jim count pretty much every episode, just about. And from there, we move to back to the studio, and Nikolai Volkov shows us how they make Russian apple juice. Yummy. Next up, we have Rita Marie herself. She joins the TNT set and explains to Vince McMahon why she even got started as a ref, what she wanted to do. After that, we jump to a match where she was refereeing Blackjack Mulligan versus Moondog Spot. My opinion, one hell of a test for a referee. This is true. They're both unpredictable. Next, we have my favorite wrestler, probably of all time, his short-lived career, Dr. D. David Schultz, and he pulls a gun. (laughs) That Dr. D. (laughs) Then we go to a match with Dr. D versus your favorite jobber, Steve Lombardi. After that, Dr. D goes to his house, question mark, (laughs) to show his gun collection, which is never a good idea. So once we safely left the house, air quotes, we join the set and we see our favorite shipbuilder, besides Noah, has joined the set. The Boat Whisperer has joined. (laughs) And we do see his boat, which was fabulous. I have to admit, he did a good job. But about eight months, I think we come up with. And we show him going to a match with Johnny Rods, which he was getting his butt kicked, of course. Getting his butt kicked coming in through the match. And we ended with the boat displaying in circles. And they closed the show. And that was episode 24 of Friday Night Titans, March 1st of 1985. This is episode 25 of Friday Night Titans, March 8th, 1985. Episode nowhere to be found as of current recording on the intranets. Nowhere? I found nothing. Found a segment and that was it. But if you want you guys want to see this segment you can find the junkyard dog segment from this episode that was it bosley here again with mr t to promote once again the tag team pod shop they have shirts that are high quality and lightweight it weigh less than the chains around my neck that is right mr t indeed they do hey man how long we gonna listen to this jive we can get something to eat hold on mr t i just need to tell our listeners for each of the shirts sold this podcast makes four dollars that goes to help fund the cost of the bandwidth and hosting of the tag team podcast enough of this jibber jabber this time we're gonna do it my Way. Stop procrastinating, fool. I want you to buy clothes for the less fortunate people in the community. Let me give them the website, Mr. T. Dig it, all right, all right. Shop.spreadshirt.com slash the tag team pod shop. Just call me up, you know, I make home visits. Mr. T's pretty handy with computers. Ah, uh, yeah, um, thank you, Mr. T. I told you, Mr. T, bring the heat. I'll bring the heat. Ha-ha! And I brought it, didn't I? That you did, Mr. T. Say hello to your mother for me. Nobody mess with my mama. I pity the fool talk about my mama. I pity the fool talk about they mama. Recap in the 25th episode of Friday, Tuesday Night Titans, March 8th, 1985. We open the show with Vince, Lord Alfred Hayes, and a new sponsor, Castro Oil, comes on board along with Levi Jeans. Yes, or all for us people over here on this side of the world. They waste no time and just introduce their first guest because they got a lot of clips to show. They don't have time for this. (laughs) 
It's a fact. They bring out Piper Bob Orton, also known as Ace, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. I don't have too much of the pre-talk. Do you have anything? Pre-talk wise, I did notice Ace, he did have the cast. Yes, the cast is there and will stay there for years to come. And Piper wants to be called Big Rod instead of Roddy. Don't ask why. Nope, no questions. That's all the first talk before we get to the first magnificent clip. They go into a clip that we'll be seeing a lot of from this show that just happened. That MTV only covered the part that they're about to show, but it was the war to settle the score. And that was one that went down at Madison Square Gardens. Just like the brawl to end it all, had a lot of matches, but MTV only picks up on the main event. And unfortunately, so does YouTube. So we didn't have anything to review on that one. So we're just going to review the matches as they happen on TNT and not worry about the ones that we don't see. This one goes out to the Hogan Piper main event. We get it inside of a jip, and it's Mean Gene and Gorilla Monsoon on commentary for all war to settle the score clips. Basically what I took out of the clip, besides the back and forth beating for a while, was Gorilla and Gene are not too happy with the ref, and his non-observational skills of choke holes. Yes, that was their 100%. It was a choke, but he just didn't seem to see it. Nope. I don't know if he was paid or what was going on. Or a lot more stuff was legal maybe back then than it is right now. Yes, definitely. Orton comes up at one point during the match and has Hogan over the ropes pulling his hair. Hogan finally breaks free and slams Orton's arm into the turnbuckle and that makes Orton, who has his arm in a sling already, go down and start leaving heading for the back because he's in so much pain. And I guess at some point on his way to the back, he tags Paul Orndorff in and he becomes the new hired hand at the ring. Yeah, that's what you get for sticking your nose in there for no reason. That's what I'm saying. And you already got a broke arm. What are you doing? Exactly. You're basically saying, here's my weakness. Take advantage. And it didn't really help either. No. So at one point during the match, I think I'll put a gif of this up. Hogan no-sells two eye rakes by Piper. Did you catch that part? It was towards <laughs> the end. <laughs> yeah. They're just back and forth eye-raking, but had no effect on Hogan. But Piper sold his. Like a pro. Yes. Like a professional wrestler is supposed to do. Paul comes down, takes ace place. The ref gets knocked out at one point by Hogan breaking free of a hole by Piper so inadvertently allegedly Paul takes advantage comes into the match to try to help Piper big bad Cindy Lauper gets up on the apron and then she gets into trouble Mr. T comes down to help even up the odds and as Mean Gene likes to commonly point out he gets Pearl Harbored for his efforts by Piper yes I was very glad to see him knocked on his ass <laughs> actors don't bling in the wrestling ring when T gets the boots Hogan all of a sudden starts hulking up helps clear out some of the ring Orton comes back out and then we get a big melee or as Gorilla Monsoon puts it pandemonium. the pandemonium count for this episode I got was three it's the word of the episode <laughs> Three's about right. Twice in this match, yeah. Yep, three's about right. How long was the referee down? I don't think he ever got back up, really. I was just making sure I didn't miss that. <laughs> like, weekend of Bernie's there. <laughs> yeah, I think Howard Finkel just started saying this is a disqualification, I believe. Uh, Paul Orndorff. Okay. Who's Fink to call stuff? The referee's out. Free game. Yeah. How dare him? <laughs> Did you happen to notice some of the people that came out during the melee there? I think I saw Wolf, right? I know Boatman was out there. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was thinking Wolf come out there. Yeah, Wolf was out 
because of Lopper and he was helped getting her down. Boatman, basically anybody that was on the card that night spotted Rick McGraw out there, Swede Hansen. So yeah, at least three people prior to this match were out there trying to separate Hogan and Piper. Good old fashioned, everybody comes to the ring to save the good guy versus now it's, well, he asked for it. Yeah, I'm not going to save him. Mm-mm. Nope, I'm too busy playing my Vidya games. <laughs> Backstage to pay attention. But yeah, I didn't notice him, though. Yeah, I saw Salvatore. He's the only one that would wear a suit to the ring. Kind of blends <laughs> in with some of the security guys, because they also wear suits, or the agents backstage always like to come out in suits back then. So after that, we go back on set. Paul was pleased at what they did. Piper wonders if Hogan is married, because he's always hanging around all those kids. <laughs> then Paul says that Cindy shouldn't have stuck her nose in where it didn't belong, and Piper and crew go off and give their thoughts on Mr. T. And first up on thoughts is Paul Orndorff. Cindy Lauper shouldn't have stuck her nose in our business. They're like vultures, you know, trying to get in on our business. Well, you got that souped up spider monkey. He did stiff his nose in our business. He's black, he's greasy, and I don't like him. We apologize for Paul Orndorff's bigotry. Next up is Piper on Mr. T. Function. What are you talking? You're talking about a cartoon character. You're talking about this little guy that comes on with his goofy mark that throws people around that are, are drawn down. You're looking at the real thing. You're not coming here to play no games. He's gonna be in yeah, our corner, man. Line, you got man. the world champion. He goes and snivels and gets the world champion trying to back himself up so he can be a big shot. Yeah. No, right. no, 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 no. We'll be back later, later on. And Vince clears him out. <laughs> Time to go. Can't talk too much trash about our TV stars. Yeah, exactly. They're going to be the ones that are putting butts that don't watch wrestling normally in seats. So, uh, hush up. Yeah, that's something right there. It does heat. <laughs> yeah. That's for sure. I think somewhere I read or saw or heard Piper really did have a thing for Mr. T. Didn't like him that much. I don't remember what all the the quarrels were besides movie star versus wrestler and all that a tale as old as time as they like to say i think piper didn't like him and there was a lot of others that didn't like him and then there was others that was trying to protect him from the people that didn't like him yeah because their thought was well if everybody sees that this movie star can come in and do what we do then it's no longer an athletic display yeah that's it next up we have JYD, everyone's favorite junkyard dog. Thump. Yeah, the big thump. We didn't see that, though. <laughs> no, we didn't. I was going to mention that once we got to the match. There was a lot of stuff we didn't see in this one, probably for safety reasons on JYD. But yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I just thought I'd mention that. But what we did see was JYD coming out with a man purse, and I screen captured Alfred's response to it. Doesn't seem like he approved. You mean a Merce? Yes, the Merce. <laughs> so he comes out, does a little hype and dance, talks about Greg Valentine being the toughest man, and he goes into some trouble after that. He brings up the WWWF. And gives a new spin on it. And I'm looking at a man, one of the toughest heavyweights throughout the World World Federation. You know, the World 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 Federation that they wrestle in was what I was looking for. Some stumbling going on. Yeah, the World 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 Federation. Maybe he's rapping. I don't know. Now, he was on a previous episode of TNT Titans when he had the barbecue. Yes, with the yellow plate. Okay, because Vince had asked about him, his struggles, and you know how he got to where he is. And I thought I'd heard him say that he started from 
the bottom. And it is the people around him that supported him. They gave him the drive to go up further. I'm pretty sure I heard that before. I had to go back and yeah, he already said that. Vince already asked him that once. Well, it's easy for him to repeat questions. So they do a little hype on Valentine and their upcoming match at WrestleMania for the IC title. And this leads us to a match they go into with Junkyard Dog versus Big Bad Rusty Brooks. Hmm. On commentary, Vince and Bruno San Martino. I didn't really have a good feeling about the match when I seen it. Yeah, it was a very non-athletic big guy versus a former football player. So I didn't like Rusty Brooks' chances whatsoever. I was hoping it wouldn't be a Swede and he just falls on JYD and that was the ball game. <laughs> I was hoping that wasn't going to be it. Good finisher for him. Just, just fall down on top of him. But instead, it ends with JYD in a three-point stance clothesline. We get no dog headbutts in this match whatsoever, but JYD nonetheless gets the one, two, three. Well, let's be honest. I don't think he wouldn't have made the headbutts. He wouldn't have made it. He reminds me of King Hippo from Mike Tyson's Punch. Yeah, I could see a little bit of resemblance there. One of his straps fell down during the match, and I was just hoping the other one stayed up. <laughs> yes, that's a good call out. I know what's going to happen. <laughs> like, All right. He's just going to get naked right there in front of everybody. Yep. <laughs> and that's the way it's going to be. JYD is going to be awkward for you the rest of the time. <laughs> JYD gets counted out as he runs away. <laughs> Nobody blames him. Back on set, a little bit more promo on Greg Valentine for more IC match hype at WrestleMania. Follow us on social media. On Facebook, facebook.com forward slash the tag team podcast. On Twitter, at tag team. On Google Plus, tag team podcast. Or email us at the tag team podcast at gmail.com. Or on the tagline, leave us a voicemail. 6016544 tag that's 6016544824 After that they go to footage of Mr. T and Hulk Hogan training for WrestleMania and the screen capture I got looks like Mr. T is training Hulk Hogan how to read or they are lost or Hulk Hogan's lost and he's giving him directions all could be applicable to that situation on screen capture or they're trying to find Hillbilly Jim. Yeah, what happened to him? Just trained him for like one match, and he's like, okay, I'm done. Next, Mr. T, you're up. Hulk Hogan's personal trainer for hire. So we did see that Mr. T likes to eat tacos. Yes, I think the taco count was five, along with some chili. And Hulk didn't want none of that? Nope. Apparently, Mr. T also speaks Spanish with amigos. <laughs> amigos and tacos. Yep. Where's all my amigos? Ever start screaming. <laughs> So, Mr. T says he just needs to have one more taco, and then he can head down to Venice Beach with Hulk Hogan. Hogan says okay, and somehow, some way, Mean Gene follows and tags along, cuts a promo with Mr. T and Hulk Hogan. Basically, just more WrestleMania hype. Yeah, I'm sure Mean Gene on location, <laughs> conveniently. Yes. I'm sure Mean Gene can sympathize with Mr. T's situation. Yeah, exactly. It's like, do you even let you have your morning cigar and eat? <laughs> no coffee. 
coffee, yep. but they didn't get tacos, so I guess. Yeah, you got off the five-egg, solid, crack them, yolk and all, drink diet, so that's good. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then after the Mean Gene on location, they ran down the beach, not hand-in-hand, hand, but they did run down the beach. They did piggyback squats. Uh, they went to the gym. They punched the heavy bag. And at the end, I believe Mr. T not only ate tacos, but there was a picture of Piper, and he started eating Piper. Yeah, that was dessert. He was still hungry, so he just ate the picture. That was a short segment, not as painful as the others. No, but something tells me that's not the end. So, up next. Great. We go to Soothsayer, Sarah, Roddy Piper, Paul Orndorff, Ace, Vince McMahon, Lord Alfred Hayes. A weird set. Looks like it's ready for Halloween and was much more decorated than they actually did last year for Halloween on the TNT set. They spared 200 bucks back then, I guess. Cauldron, decoration, and smoke effects. Yeah, something like that. Give or take. It reminded me of a cheap Tales from the Crypt setting. Yeah, they even had some weird Halloween music. Even don't know if that was the original or dubbed over for drowning out whatever the original might have been, but yeah. There wasn't too much to that segment, but I was pretty much expecting what happened. Basically, she's supposed to be there to try to predict the outcome for Piper's match, but surprise, surprise, the spirits don't show her enough info. Major let down there. Thought we were just going to get the match results and wouldn't even have to go to closed circuit TV and some movie theater to watch WrestleMania, but I guess we still do. Yeah, yeah. I expected it, but I guess I was still a little disappointed. I liked the outcome. And Piper and Mr. Wonderful, he still didn't find his shirt. No, it's MIA. I don't know what the point of that was, but. Next up, we have women back on the set. <laughs> for Vince Amusement. They bring out Fabulous Moolah and her new, I guess, talent, Lely Kaye, I think, maybe? Kai, yeah, sounds, that's about right. Kai? Yeah, maybe Kai, I don't know, we'll fix it in post. Anyway, they join the set, and they're out there to talk about her new championship that they inherited from War to Settle the Score, and they go to show the match. It's a jip, thank goodness. Yeah, it wasn't a long match. Gorilla and Gene on commentary. Thank goodness. <laughs> it starts with Wendy Richter pulling Leilani, trying to get her to submit in a submission hole. It ends up with a great little chokeout that still wasn't called by the ref, but it was outside the ring, so I guess that's cool. Fabulous Mula looks like she's trying to choke slam Cindy Lauper at some point during the match, and that brings Wendy Richter over there to try to get her off, and she hits Wendy in the face. Leilani takes the advantage and goes for a roll-up, hits her in the head, and gets the one, two, three, and is your new women's champion. Yeah, no DQ for the outside interference by any means. No, never. Plainly the referee seen it. Well... Yeah. And what of Cindy Lauper's vocal cords? Oh my. I think she said they were bruised a little bit, but she could still sing on her record. I don't know. Ah, okay. Well, hey, as long as she's still singing, right? Yeah, exactly. That's all that matters. That's her moneymaker, not managing Wendy Richter for free. So, after that... We get the best news of this episode, and that's that there is a contest a-coming. Oh? Yes, it's the GWTC, as I like to call it, or as Alfred likes to call it, the Great Wrestling Trivia Contest. Here's Alfred with more. Lord Alfred Hayes, you have a word about a special contest, uh, a trivia question contest here on TNT. You want to tell us a little about that? I'd love to. It's going to be called the Great Wrestling Trivia Contest. 
And there's going to be three questions. That's not trivial, but trivial. <laughs> I did hear you say trivial. No, this is actually trivia. And it's wrestling trivia, of course. There'll be three questions. One is going to be asked this week, and then one on the following TNT program, and another one on the following TNT program. And they're going to give clues. The first clue will be on Sunday's All-American Wrestling. The second clue is going to be on the real Tuesday Night Titans, Tuesday Primetime Wrestling. So if you need clues, you're supposed to watch those shows as well and go from there. What do you win, you might say, Jeff? What do you win? Then what happens? And then when you, you write them in, and we'll give you the address later on in the program. So then, what I want to tell you now is, should you win, here are the prizes. A trip to New York for four people is the first prize, with accommodation... That's the box, or what part of New York? The very center, the very okay, heart, Manhattan, where it okay. all happens. And next, trip to New York from anywhere. Where yes. were, if you're a winner where in Oklahoma, okay, great. Yeah, so Alaska, anywhere at all. Okay. Accommodation there for three days and two nights... $500 in cash for spending money, four seats at the World Wrestling Federation matches at Madison Square Gardens, right. a guest appearance on TNT, and not only that... A guest appearance on TNT? Yes, okay. there's going to be 100 T-shirts for the runners-up. So, after that, Vince just wants to end this show and never give out the question. And on this clip, you hear the producer yelling, Question! To remind Vince, hey, we have to ask the question. That, uh, and we'll be following that uh, trivia contest. And you're going to give us the question now, are you not? The question for the first one is, What prominent wrestler sampled a hot dog on TNT. Now, Jeff, should we answer the questions as we get them, or should we just answer them all after they give us the third one? How do you want to do that? I think we should make them wait till next episode. Okay, so we will have the answer for this question on the next episode. So, if you haven't been following along on the podcast, you probably have no clue what the answer is, unless you have the network. But if you have been following, and we actually did cover this in an episode of the podcast. It was a good hot dog. It was, but it was not what was requested that he put on the hot dog, (laughs) but it was a hot dog nonetheless, and he still ate it. He was a trooper. Exactly. He stuck in there with it, and he did what he needed to do. Very professional. So, after that, they close out the show and give out the address, I guess, for questions in general, I guess it seemed like. Didn't really say this is the one for the contest, but I'm guessing that's what it was for. Did you happen to notice anything on this episode prior to other episodes i don't recall bleeding nope there was no side screen bleeding personally anyway it did seem it was maybe a little more scripted versus it just sort of being chaotic as most episodes are i did notice that Except for the trivia contest, obviously that wasn't scripted because Lord Alfred Hayes had no idea what he was doing and Vince didn't seem to either. I'm sure that was the last second. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait, don't forget this. That's the only two things that I really noticed that kind of grabbed my attention right off. thing I noticed is we might have to apologize to Vince McMahon. I think I might have found out why you never got a response to your card. There's a different address on the field there. Episode 4 had a different zip code than this episode. So maybe the postman never delivered 
your get well soon card. Well, he could have at least brought it back to me. Yeah, you'd be surprised how often they don't do that. I'm going to take those two screen captures of the address and go to my post office. You should, man. Demand. You're right as an American. I want service. I pay taxes. Exactly. I want my $37,000 of service. Yeah, other than the zip code change... Wasn't too bad of an episode. I didn't hear any squeaky doors production wise. I didn't see any weird lighting. Didn't notice any Vince McMahon costume changes. So, not too bad overall for production value, at least. No, no. It was a smooth episode, so. Yeah, so. Except for the contest, and I don't think he had to shut up JYD. <laughs> <laughs> no, probably not. Do you have some history for us? Of course. We begin classic historical figures you'll remember way more clearly than whatever you were taught in history class. Breakdown of big events that shaped pop culture. 1985 is one of the most important years. This day in history, it was Friday under the sign of Pisces. U.S. President still Ronald Reagan, Republican. Famous people born this day is Laura Tambrun and Iwa Sonnet. In that special week of March, people in the U.S. were listening to can't fight this feeling by Rio Speedwagon. I believe Jeff means R-E-O Speedwagon. And in the UK, I know him so well by Elaine Page and Barbara Dixon. That was in the top five hits. The only video games you were probably playing Mail Order Monsters or Baraduk. Now, those interested in the people that I've mentioned that were born, we have Lord Tabaroon, and she played in a TV series documentary in france so she is french le grand journal de canal is the name of the series if anybody wants to go check her out now john's favorite some listeners may find the following clip disturbing una sonnet is a polish glamour model and pop singer the sonnet is the leading model of the polish busty models and indeed leader indeed had to do research (laughs) yes leader leading all the way (laughs) But yes, that's history for March 8th, 1985. Still don't remember that song. That song, the second one for UK, that was the same for a couple of weeks now, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, still haven't listened to it. Not missing a bunch. Yeah, I imagine not. But it was there for a while, so probably not too much was shaken over there. No, they were busy doing other things, I guess. As we were bringing up the rock and wrestling. Rock and wrestling connection. Yeah. So probably not too much going on there as we're pretty much taking in. We have your Cindy Lopper, and she's a manager, so. <laughs> Sucker. But she did stay here, so I guess we kind of got it on the end of that one. Well, wait till Trump finds out. Ooh. Hey, Cindy, you know I'm a big fan of yours. I love your music. I love you. I think you're an amazing woman, but okay, Cindy DePorto. So on the next episode of TNT... We'll get to see Big John Studd, Tim Batir, Bobby Heenan, and the Iron Sheik will be some of the guests that'll be on TNT. Can't wait. Yes, it's been like three old episodes since we've seen Big John Studd, Kim Batir, and Bobby Heenan. You can tell who's getting the push at the time for sure. Oh yeah, we're doing what they can. Because pretty soon... What do you want? You keep touching my leg. And with that, we'd like to thank you for downloading the Tag Team Podcast. Remember, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your family's friends, tell your friends of your family to download, download, download. Thank you for listening to the Tag Team Podcast. Join Jeff and John next week as they continue to break down WWF Tuesday Night Titans. 
got to be putting me on.